Welcome to Soccer Talk, a podcast about soccer, mostly in Iowa, presented by Kick It Forward. Kick It Forward is a positive disruptor to the Iowa soccer community. Thanks to our sponsors, Scott Insurance Services and Michael Keener, attorney at law. You need legal help? You need insurance help? Those are the two to contact. That's right. Welcome to the show. Take three. I hope so. I mean, everything works normally until we get into like a minute in. Yeah. So, okay. Go ahead. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening, Iowa soccer supporters. I'm Ben Brackett with my co-host and good buddy, Blake Sievers. Blake, what's up? Hey, Ben. Uh, I'm just hanging in there, kind of like you are, I assume, and like everybody else during these difficult and challenging times. That's right. Let's let's throw in the buzzwords like social distancing and work from home, um, Zoom calls. Like these are all now normal things. What do you think about that? It uh, they're all fitting, and uh, hopefully everybody's staying safe and healthy out there. That's right. Uh, times like these are always uh, stark reminders of kind of the things we take for granted. Um, certainly, little things like going to work, but then big things, in my opinion, like soccer. You know, there's nothing that uh, can brighten my day more than a little bit of soccer, and I haven't been getting that. Yeah, and I think once this all passes and we get through it all, I think we have, we're going to have a new appreciation for soccer. Yeah, that's right, for sure, and everything. So, of course, uh, the tough part that that we've had, too, is just uh, it kind of affected has affected our ability to come up with content. So now here we are. Uh, doing remote interviews and stuff like that when we were hoping to be out on the field doing high school soccer games and, uh, you know, kind of being amongst the action. Yeah, it kind of brings back some old memories when we first started the pod, trying to do stuff remotely, not being able to see each other, be in the same room, um, audio quality, internet connection, all that. Yep, I would say there's no doubt about that. Um, What do you think about today's guest, though? Yeah, so we got Anna Turi on, which is, um, I don't know, she's pretty, it's a pretty cool little interview, I think. You know, she's a coach, a referee, a player, and just a freshman in high school. So I think she's got a lot of unique, different experiences that she shares. Yeah, putting us to shame a little bit. You know, it took us, what, like, you know, 30-some-odd years to come up with the idea to do a podcast. Yeah, and she's kind of... Uh, got it all sorted out she's had some pretty big guests uh on her her paw we touched on that a little bit april heinrichs uh world cup winning coach i think pretty cool cool. yep um yeah so let's let's just dive right in with anna uh really cool little interview um just a great example of uh somebody who puts herself out there is always trying to learn and loves the game of soccer let's do it Yeah, you got to yeah. talk a little louder for me, Ben. I don't know, Anna, can you hear him very well or not? Not very well. I just feel like I'm yelling. There. At my... All I right, can... I'll yell at my phone then. All right. Um, all right, well, welcome, Anna Turi. Blake, you got your first question all teed up, but I know I already know the answer, so. I know. It's, uh, 
it'll be interesting what her answer is. So Anna, we always ask everybody, is this the first podcast you've ever been on? So uh, we know you host, obviously, um, have had quite a few episodes, but is this the first one you've actually ever been interviewed yourself? No, I was interviewed on two different podcasts at the United Soccer Coaches Convention face-to-face. So this is my first, like, virtual one being interviewed. Oh, what was it like getting interviewed on Podcast Row? It was crazy. It was, like, such a different experience, especially being even interviewing people. Like, I w- I'm not used to people walking by while I'm interviewing someone, and it's just, it was completely different than what I'm used to. Yeah, I'm sure there's quite a few distractions there, wasn't there? Yeah, there were a few times I zoned out for a second. <laughs> but... We should. Why don't we give you a chance to introduce yourself? Um, tell us a little bit about the infamous Anna Turi. So I guess I'll start. We moved to Iowa maybe four years ago, and that's when I really got into soccer. I hadn't played soccer before that, and I had a really great coach, and I. He was the he's the commissioner of our AYSO region, and I had him on a podcast too, actually. And he he introduced me to the to the referee course and to VIP, where we help adaptive where we help adapt kids adapt to soccer, I guess. So that's what really they built my love for the game. And then I joined club, and I began playing more. And this the last Labor Day weekend, I was. I was on concussion protocol, at, and we went to Chicago to help support my team, and I was just sitting there, there a lot of negative in the game, and I really wanted to embrace the positive. So as a joke, I was kind of like, oh, maybe I could make a podcast, and I never thought I would actually do it, but then we went around and talked to some people, and like Stan Anderson, and they all supported me a lot, and I started it, and I've been doing it for a while now. That's pretty cool. So you do, I mean, you kind of do it all, so you're a player... Uh, you're a referee, you're a coach, mm-hmm. you're a, a soccer personality, you've got your own podcast, uh, and then a student by day. Yeah. it's It gets really stressful sometimes. There's a lot of times I want to go hang out with my friends, too, and it's like, oh, shoot, I have to film a podcast. So talk, uh, if I, talk a little bit about playing soccer. So um, I think you're a goalkeeper. Yeah. And... You are you a freshman this year? Yep. Okay, so where do you go to high school? Who do you play club for? Um, just kind of talk about about your on the field uh, exploits, if you would, just a little bit. So I play. I go to Marion High School um, right now. The varsity spot is open because both of the goalkeepers graduated. So that'll be interesting. One of my best friends is also a goalkeeper. So I'm excited to play out with her. I really just want to focus on staying friends with her, too, even if it's not my spot. And then my club, we're not really sure right now. I had a little bit of, like, I lost a lot of confidence with my last club. And there's not a lot around here. There's, it's been a little bit of a, I don't really know how to explain it. I don't know. So you're in, Marion's, like, right outside of Cedar Rapids, correct? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And you've got, on the club scene, at least you've got, I mean, obviously we don't really know what the high school season's going to shake out to be, but yeah. same thing with the club as far as, um, you know, the, the, their season won't start up again until June-ish tryout time and whatnot, and then that's probably up in the air as well at this point. Um, but then you also, so I don't know, Ben, uh, referee-wise, so you, do you have anything else, Ben, for playing 
Go ahead. The other part I'm curious about, you mentioned that you didn't play soccer before uh, before you moved to Iowa. Where did you live prior to Iowa? We lived in Michigan, and in Michigan I was a hardcore figure skater. What? Mm-hmm. So that has really actually helped with my balance, and my leg muscle has already been there from the start. So, so did, did you completely shut figure skating down when you moved? When we moved, there's also not much figure skating opportunities, like, around Iowa. And it was way more popular in Michigan with, like, hockey, too. So it was just kind of like it seemed right to maybe shut it down slowly. And we didn't really find a right fit for a skating arena or anything or any coaches. That makes sense. Yeah, and, I, so, and we're two guys that are not going to be able to talk about figure skating because mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know the first thing about it. No, I think the most I could do is talk about, like, the old uh, Nancy Kerrigan, Tanya Harding thing, but that's probably before your time. <laughs> no, toe, uh, no toe pick techniques, Ben? No toe pick techniques. <laughs> uh, so, so that's an interesting transition from figure skating to soccer, and then, and then you end up in the goal, correct? You're a goalkeeper? Mm-hmm. What, uh, talk a little bit about that before you move on to the refereeing and all the other fun stuff, because... Uh, goalkeepers are kind of a. Uh, uh, I would. It's in the most positive way possible. They're free, right? They're just. You've got to. You have to uh, think about the game a little bit differently. You could, you know, not be involved in anything and then make one mistake, and you know now the game's your fault. Um, but at the same time, like, uh, you can be the hero too. I don't know. I just all goalkeepers I've ever known just have like a just kind of an interesting approach to the game, and it's always interesting to have to say. I don't even remember how I started playing goalkeeper. Like, I was just, I don't even know. I was, like, thrown into it or something. But it's always been helpful. I have such a great IQ of the game, like, with coaching and refereeing, and I know so much. And being back there, I can see everything, and I can always, like, tell how plays are going to play out. And it's just easy for me to, like, for me to direct my defenders and the rest of the team and give them tips to try and prevent goals. Nice. But I've also had a little struggle, like, letting go if a goal is scored and letting go of mistakes. So that's something I'm still working on a little bit. Well, you obviously you watch quite a bit of soccer at the pro level. You could just start shouting and yelling at your defenders whenever you get scored on. It happens all the mm-hmm. time, and there you go. Yeah, who's a, uh, speaking of that, who are some uh, professional goalkeepers that you that you like? I really like watching FC Dallas and Jesse Gonzalez. That's one of my – I really also like watching the U.S. Women's National Team, of course. I'm not – I do like watching Ashlyn Harris just a little more than Alyssa Nair, but. <laughs> <laughs> she has a – she's more of a personality as well, isn't yeah. she? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't really – I don't really have any specific goalkeepers, I would say. I just like watching soccer in general. Who's your team? I don't really have one. That's fair. What about? My, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. My brother's team is Liverpool, though, so I actually, I watch a lot of Liverpool for him. For go him. On. Go on, Blake. Yeah, I'm a, I'm an Everton fan, so um, tell your brother unlucky they won't be winning the league this year because it'll get postponed or canceled, which is great. Yeah, I'll tell him. <laughs> uh, so, Joe, on refereeing. So, how did you just? Why did you get involved in refereeing? Um, how long have you been doing that? So, like I said, my the AYSO commissioner that was my coach. He like told us about. He told the whole team about like the class, and I ended up going. 
and I just started refereeing just in local AYSL matches, like 8U, 10U. And then I started doing some more 12U, and then I went up to, like, 14U. And now I do some club matches, and it's interesting. There's a lot of interesting referees, some, like, to mansplain to me. <laughs> it's it's fun. What, what do you get out of refereeing? Um Obviously, you you must enjoy it a little bit because you continue doing it. But just talk about why you continue signing up for games. I'm assuming monetary helps a little bit to get paid to doing something what you like. But, but yeah. what uh, what keeps you going going back and signing up for games? I don't know. I just love it so much. It's you get to watch the game, but also call it how you see it. So it's like I'm getting paid to watch a game almost. Because when I'm always watching a game, I always basically watch it as a referee anyway. So, do you have an appreciation for referees as far as, or do you find yourself getting caught in the moment sometimes of, um, you know, you're getting to the point where abuse probably isn't the correct word, but players are shouting at referees, talking to them. Um, do you have a different, uh, how do you approach referees when you don't agree when they give a, a corner instead of a goal kick or a foul um, outside the area that you don't think maybe necessarily is? Depends on the referee. There's some referees where I do not trust their ability at all. I don't really say much at all. A corner or a goal kick, I I can't. It, my arguing won't change anything. I just need to set up my defenders for it. Because I know if a player is yelling at me, I'm not going to change my call. So I don't. I never yell at the But I, I don't really talk back either. It's just... Many referees, I do stand up for though. If the if I know the referee is completely wrong, I won't. I just won't say anything. I like it. So, yeah, uh, and then I guess I wish you would have taught me that when I was about your age. <laughs> I say, Ben, I think you still yell at the referees even in co-ed co-ed games, adult <laughs> co-ed games, don't you? I've been trying. So you uh, uh, go ahead, Ben. Well, I was just gonna say I always. Any any time I've ever rapped, I found it very difficult to do. So I appreciate uh, the effort that you put forward to do that, and like the actual like the patience and stuff. I just don't know how you do it because players are jerks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, go ahead, Anna. I've had a few instances, and it's especially as I get older, I've been able to stand up more. There was one match I was. It was a uh, like eleven U, and I had no ARs, and the coach was getting mad at me, and I was like, coach. I have no ARs. I could be right. I could be wrong, but it won't be fixed now. And I think um, on that note, like with the nines and tens, which I'm kind of pretty heavily involved in now, you we have a, a 12 or 13 year old referee that has no ARs and is expected to call offsides and is expected to do the whole field, and it's it is unrealistic um, for an adult, any kind of level referee to do it by themselves, let alone a young kid that's just getting involved. And you hear some of the crazy things parents and even coaches say. It just it blows my mind when at that level when the expectation yeah. um, isn't realistic. So you coach. So I don't know. Going on to coaching, uh, talk about who you coach in the adaptive league and um, kind of how you got involved with that as well. So coaching, my dad's always coached my brother's team. It's like it's been ten U and twelve U. So I've always helped out with that. And then 
I think last year I decided to coach an 8U team with my friend. So it wasn't much, but it was a lot of fun, and, like, it really opened my eyes to coaching because my dad was signed up as the actual coach, as, like, the head coach, but he, ne- he, didn't do a, he didn't do a lot with that team. He basically just drove me places, and it was me and my friend in charge of it, and it really, it really helped, like, develop my love for coaching, too. And then with VIP, I don't really remember. I think Hank, my first coach, off, like offered VIP out to our team, and I came out. And it's I want I do want to be a special ed teacher when I grow up. So working with kids like that is like one of the things I really want to do. So I always love going, and all the kids are so much fun and they're so happy all the time. And it like. Sometimes we do it at the end of the day on Saturdays, so after a full day of soccer, and I may have had, like, a bad game or something, and they always just make me so happy afterwards, and, it, like, it's a great way to end the day. I can echo that. I've coached Special Olympics soccer in the past, and it even after a long – I was always on Monday, so it would be, like, a long Monday, mm-hmm. and I would go get to coach, and it would be like, okay, I feel better now. Yeah. And then I went and refed for Special Olympics too last summer, maybe, and that was a lot of fun. I bet that was a riot too. There's probably some pretty funny stuff that goes on. Yeah. <laughs> and you have a different appreciation for the game and for people in general, don't you? After you get out of one of those games or sessions. Yeah, a lot of the kids like when you go to sessions at my age, there's not as much fun anymore. But with, like, VIP, it's all about fun, and they're all just having fun, and they're smiling and laughing. Yeah, that's cool. So before we talk about your your podcasting exploits, which might be sort of the most extraordinary thing about you, uh, talk about how you kind of put all these other things together. Because, you know, I, I mentioned, you know, I've done a little refing, but not like I never got paid to do it, and I always hated it a lot. Uh, coaching... I've done over the years and a lot of playing, but sometimes I wish I would have, you know, maybe had the opportunity to play earlier or ref earlier or coach earlier and maybe, you know, how they would have affected things differently. You know, like if I refed a game when I was 11 as opposed to when I was like in college, maybe I would have like shut my mouth sooner um, as an example. Or like, you know, I, you know, I train a lot hard, would train a lot harder after knowing what it's like to be a coach, right? I feel like since I've I've only played soccer for like four years now, and right away when I started, I took the ref course. So at AYSO, it was kind of like the don't yell at referees, referees are volunteers. So I never had a problem with that because my coach really like preached don't yell at referees and stuff. So when I went to club, I had already taken the ref course, and I already knew what it felt like to be yelled at because I did have an ins- a really bad instance at a 10U game, actually, where the police had to come to escort the parent out of the out of like the center and like since then I've always known like I'm not gonna yell at the referee I'm not gonna question I might ask a question after the game but nothing's gonna change and then with coaching I don't really know if coaching has really changed my playing I feel like because I started so late I had to put a lot into it to try and like to try and get catch up to everyone else so it was a lot of that. I don't know if it really has changed my perspective at all either. Fair enough. Yeah. Talk about the uh, the podcasting thing. How'd that come about? I mean, you said you wanted to be, you're trying to be positive. 
Mm-hmm. Why podcast? I don't even know, actually. We had driven up to Chicago, and I think I had gone to a lot of IB camps and ca- camps over the summer, so we had listened to a lot of podcasts. Like, it was one of the things that my dad and I always did in the car. And then it was like, well, I could, I could spread the positivity through a podcast like we have been listening to. So it just, it just kind of came. And then like, like a month after I started the podcast, Jeff Van Dusen reached out and was like, he said he wanted me on podcast role already. I was like, I've only released like six episodes. So it was, it was really fast. But so, um, talk just about who some of your favorite guests and kind of just how, um, how you do kind of on the technical side of like, do you do all of them? via i don't know what do we call this interview um facetime or like i don't know enough about it but um just talk about how you how you do your uh, talk to your guests okay so we i film them on zoom and then it just records on the computer my dad does most of the tech savvy stuff and he does all of the editing for me which i'm very thankful for and i hope you pay him well <laughs> not really but I pay him in thank you. There you go. <laughs> Couple of chores, extra chores around the house. Yeah. And I think that's all of the really the technical stuff. I have it set up in the office back there, and it's off the computer, and I have a microphone, and we just try and make like the best sound quality we can, because we've listened to some podcasts where it's a little hard to understand sometimes. And then, yeah, I'll talk about some of my favorite guests, too, since you also asked that. Yeah. So my first guest, Christina Uncle, was like a big, it was a big podcast for me. And I remember afterwards, I didn't think it recorded at all, and I freaked out. And my dad was at home because he was at work, and I was like freaked out. And I called him right away, and I was like, I don't think it's saved. And then he went out and found it right away. So I was very relieved after that. We've never had something like that happen before. <laughs> I, think, I think it was just because it was my first one, I didn't know what to expect and not having him there i was like freaked out for a second but now i'm kind of like i'm pretty more i'm a lot more independent now with it and that's a pretty good uh pretty good get for you mm-hmm. i remember there's one one phrase that i remember from her podcast most it's catch and release which is something that's really really helped me like through my playing and refereeing and coaching so and then Well, tell us what that means quick. Catch and release. So it's like when you make a mistake, just catch and hold on to it for a second and then forget about it. You can go back to it later and revise it and think about it. But since you're in the middle of a game, you can't, like, think about it too much because then it will mess up your playing. It's good advice for all our young listeners and old listeners out there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I would say another one of my favorites – I don't know when it was released just a little bit ago, but it was with three players from Wayne State, and they all talked about how there were just different stories about how they overcame loss of parents and grandparents and injuries, and that team had like gone through a lot and how they came together as a team and how their coach supported them. So that was just really cool to hear, especially on the college level too. Where, um, how do you get your get? Like- how do you think about who's going to be next and whatnot on your guests? A lot of it, 
I have a lot more people reach out to me now to, like, be a guest on the podcast, which is really, really helpful. And then it's also just Twitter stories. Like, we'll be scrolling through Twitter, and they'll be like, oh, this is a really cool story. And I'll just message them or try and find a way to connect to them. Go get her, Seavers. I know. It's, it's cool, though, isn't it, when people actually, like, one, when they start wanting to be on the pod, like, it's great. Yeah. Because then, like, one, you know they're listening. Um, and they've heard you, and then two, it's like, oh, I must be doing something good because I'm getting people that now actually want to share their story and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What What's next for uh, It's a Beautiful Game? Um, I'm not sure yet. Anybody you want to tease that's coming up that we can, like, or is it, you, we like the teases, but we don't like to give too much information necessarily sometimes. Do you have, uh, if you don't want to give names, do you want to give like uh, something that people will will uh, catch their ear and listen to? I'm oh. even sure we'll be released and we'll, we haven't released yet from convention and stuff. Yeah, talk to the boss. Yeah. It's, we have a schedule right now. I just always forget. I know... We have one with April Heinrichs that's either already up or is coming up. Oh, that's sure. awesome. Yeah. It was... That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And then, who else? Oh, shoot, I'm blanking now. Yeah, we put you on the spot, right? That's, yeah. Uh, no worries. That's a that's a pretty big get, though, April Heinrichs. Like... Mm-hmm. Was that, that was from... a really, really cool one. Was that from the convention, then? Yeah. It was, like, the last day of the convention, and everything was slowing down. Was... And there's that's a... Really... Yeah, and there's a lot of prep and planning that goes into it, isn't it? I mean, it's not like you can just yeah. uh, log into Twitter, send somebody a message, say, hey, let's do this, and be done. Um, <laughs> and then I, one of the things we struggle with is trying to release them, like, on time and whatnot as well. Like, all right, you've got it recorded, and then try to do it in a timely manner to get it out. Mm-hmm. With convention, I had, like, two ahead, like two planned ahead convention week, so that was really easy. And then, like, but scheduling things was so hard because everyone's so busy that week. Like, I really want to get y- Yael on sometime soon. But she was just so busy with, like, the Techni booth and everyone else. So I know I'm going to get her on in the future sometime. Do you have any recommendations for our producer, Ben, to get stuff, um, once it's recorded, to get it actually posted? Because uh, that's not one of his strong suits. Nope. <laughs> no advice, Ben. I'm always filming an intro and an outro, like, Sunday night, and we release Monday morning. And then my dad sometimes complains. I don't blame him because he does all the work. <laughs> but he complains. He's like, I'm going to stay up all night now. And I was like, oops. <laughs> <laughs> How do you uh, prepare for your, you know, like, when you've got somebody like April Heinrich coming on? I mean, like, she's... I don't know, to me that, that might be like a little nerve-wracking, like do you write out all your questions, you know, do you get nervous? It kind of varies. Sometimes I, I, right away when I started, I had a long list of just questions that I would just read off and then try and follow up on. With April Heinrichs, I just, I had like three questions and then I went off of that without any like, any script or anything, which was really nice, because that's something that I've struggled with just a little bit. And it, it gets it keeps getting better with like not really scripting as much to be just going off. I still do write off a decent amount of questions in case I get lost or anything. Have you ever had somebody ask you like, "Hey, I want to know what you're going to ask me beforehand?" I have like once or twice, maybe. How do you? Uh, what was your response to that? 
I kind of, I gave them, like, the few questions I had written up and just said, here's the questions I'm thinking, I'm gonna, thinking of asking, and then I'll go off of those ones a little bit. It just occurred to me, did you, like, have you taken, like, journalism classes or anything like that through school? Not yet. No, you're I, gonna be, you're I'm going to try to. You're going to be an ace. <laughs> yeah, and I think with the tech, I mean, you know, I think it's fair to say more about the technology side of, I mean, that's where media is going now, right? The podcast kind of route. Um, yeah. I think you're going to be a little bit further ahead of the game than a lot of other of your peers, which will be a huge help. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, cool. So. I guess maybe the question, you know, we talked a little bit about your, you know, the podcast and the way it keeps going. Um, and you mentioned you want to be a special ed teacher, mm -hmm. you know, in the future. So the plan, I assume, then would be to go to college. You want, you're going to try and play, play a ball in college? Yep. I'm going to try. I have a few colleges that I really like right now. I won't name any names, but the coaches know. <laughs> so uh, we, this is an internal discussion quite often um, with us. You're a freshman. Give some advice to other freshmen, age um, kids, boys, girls, even eighth graders, um, what they should be doing, what has been helpful on your college um, route so far. I mean, start the recruiting process now. Because if you try and start your junior, senior year, you can get recruited, but it's going to be harder. Because I have some friends that just started that are juniors. And it's a little harder for them. But for me, a lot of coaches already, like, know of me. And with the podcast, that really helps, too. So you remember, oh, she's the girl with the podcast. And it's <laughs> – but just go to ID camps, too. Like, maybe you're not interested in school, but we were, we were given advice to just go to a random ID camp somewhere, like, anywhere. And we chose this one place, and my first ID camp was, like, the favorite place – my favorite place I've ever been. And that's the school I do want to go to. Where's that? <laughs> okay. Good, good try, Ben. I bet I would have gotten her if you wouldn't have left. Yeah, I think so. You would have. <laughs> protect. We gotta protect our guests. I was gonna say I want to see. I can't tell what shirt she's wearing, but I bet you that. I, I wonder if that's a giveaway. Actually, I don't think so. I'm wearing a Chicago okay. Red Star shirt. Okay, yeah. fair enough. I thought that was like a. Well, I don't know. I'm not gonna guess what I thought it was. So I was. Are you, um, are you, when you say um, start the process early, you so specifically you've talked about ID camps, are you writing letters to schools, emails? Are you, um, what, are you going to visit anywhere yet? What exactly, other than specifically going to ID, ID camps, are you, or have you done and do you recommend? I went to like an Iowa Rush combine where coaches came and watched and I wrote out a letter, like a handwritten letter to every coach before that. And a lot of coaches came up to me and, like, showed me the letter, and they were like, this is so cool. I have – I rarely get a handwritten letter because emails you can just copy and paste, so it doesn't seem as, as like, you put that much time into it. And then also with emails, if you do send emails, like, don't make the mistake. Like, I, I coach blank. I want to go blank, and it's the wrong school. Yeah, like, it's just, it's just simple. Put in a little time if you do do emails. I think that's super helpful for kids, uh, mm -hmm. Ben, just from even what we've talked about and listening and hearing things. Well, yeah, and I, and I think it's interesting, too, uh, Anna. We haven't we haven't talked necessarily about the college process probably for, you know, a few months at least now. Um, but I think the we, we, we talked to a bunch of kids that had committed in the fall, 
And I think what I took from, you know, those eight or ten, ten uh, student-athletes is basically the same thing you just said, was start the process as early as you can. Uh, and the ID camps a lot of times tend to be, like, the, the point where you get that little bit of interest. Mm-hmm. I like so the I, personal touch, though. I mean, because that's time-consuming, and, like, that shows you care. Yeah. yeah. You got to make sure you want to go to those schools, for sure. Yeah. Otherwise, everybody's going to want you. <laughs> I say, yeah, you probably should keep your secrets because now everybody's going to start handwriting letters and you're not going to be uh, sticking out so much. True. I already <laughs> stick out a little with the podcast, Yeah, though, that's awesome. So I got a one-up from everybody else. There you go. Love it. Cool. So I, I guess maybe the, the last little little question for you is, is the topical one, the question of the moment. Uh, what are you going to do between, you know, now and whenever we get our, our soccer back? How are, how are you trying to stay fit? Are you doing any, any workouts or are you just trying to clear the mind and work on the pod? What's, what are you doing? What are you doing to keep, keep yourself busy? So I do have a lot of time to catch up on the podcast and film episodes. So that has been really, really nice. And if you can see, we have a huge net back there in our basement and like a treadmill and elliptical so my brother and I have been down here a lot recently just kicking the ball and shooting and I'm because I'm a goalkeeper I sometimes he sometimes shoots at me and I sometimes shoot on him and teach him a little bit so that's when my coaching perspective comes in too and other than that just keeping my muscle and getting stronger and getting some good sleep too because that's been a bit of a struggle lately nice do you put like a mat down so you can dive and stuff not really. I actually have had some knee troubles, so I went to the PT, and she said I can't dive until school soccer starts back up. Oh, no. So, but it's it will be soon, and I'm just going to keep doing some basic stuff with her, and yeah. That's awesome that your brother, or you're a goalkeeper. My brother, like, I think we turned it, we turned him into a goalkeeper, because <laughs> when you play outside, nobody wants to go in goal, and like, you let the little younger one, so that's awesome for him that he's got an older sister that can jump in, and yeah. And then because I like coaching so much, he's been interested in goalkeeper just a little bit. So I love to just, like, coach him and be like, hey, do this instead of this. And sometimes he gets a little mad at me, but <laughs> he might start crying a few times, too. I never actually hurt him. Uh, <laughs> you already first, Blake. I love it. Like, that's, yeah, you always got to make your younger sibling cry a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've never done that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, cool. All right. So I guess you're just probably hanging around doing the school thing or kind of, yep. I guess, what do you do for school if you don't have school? What do you, what do they do? It's like, you don't have anything? Do they make you do homework? I'm not sure yet. We don't really know what's happening. We do quarters. So we have one week left of our third quarter and then our fourth quarter is next and we have two weeks and that would be like starting at four new classes off like online so i don't know what they're gonna do but we'll figure it out i guess so uh before we let you go plug your podcast anna where can they find you um and everything so you can find me on twitter at ktg beautiful i'm pretty sure i don't even know my personal twitter is anna underscore turry and you can find keep the game beautiful anywhere on any podcast like any podcast platforms like spotify i know I'm not sure what else. <laughs> we can find our on Apple too, I think. Yeah. yeah and so probably. again, tell us, tell everybody one more time. Your podcast is called Keep the Game Beautiful. Yep, Keep the Game Beautiful. 
and we release every Monday at like 5 a.m. And then every we're releasing some on Wednesdays now coming up just to keep everybody occupied a little bit. That's great. Well, if you ever uh, need a couple guests, uh, we owe you one. <laughs> well, she's inviting yourself on then. <laughs> hey, she said she needs content. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Well, that's awesome, man. For uh, thank you very much for your time. Thank you for having me on. Take care. Thanks. You too. Bye. Bye. All right, Blake. Another great interview in the can. Super fun to chat with Anna. I thought so as well. You know, she's. Like we talked kind of briefly, she's got some cool, unique experiences. Um, she podcasts, keep the game beautiful. And um, I don't know, I took something away from it. And I hope all of our listeners did as well. Yeah, definitely. And I think the other little piece, um, if you think about all the different interviews that we've done with high school players or with college coaches, and when we talk about sort of the recruiting process, um, you know, I always love to hear when when a guest like Anna comes on and basically echoes all the things we've been saying about starting the process as early as possible, really thinking about marketing yourself and, and being willing to go to those, um, you know, sort of the one day camps, the little showcase camps that you can do with, with schools instead of necessarily going to showcase tournaments. Yeah, absolutely. And then, I mean, on top of that, adding in there's when you handwrite a letter, I think that quality and that's great has uh, has been taken for granted normally people just get on their computer get a template up exactly yep and for her to spend the time um hand sit down handwriting doing research i think um as she alluded to is is a huge benefit and and a um, sets her apart from a lot of other kids in the recruiting process yeah. Yeah, no doubt about it. She's uh, she's one. It will be interesting to see where she ends up because, you know, even if she were to not pursue college soccer, I still think she's going to be involved in the game forever and, uh, you know, be somebody that we're going to be hearing about. Uh, I mean, absolutely, Ben. Totally agree with that. Yeah. So uh, thanks again to Anna for taking the time to, to come hop on with us and um, definitely check out her podcast. Um, Blake, do you want to – do you have a Yeah. Question? Yeah, yeah, on Twitter at so if you she's on Twitter um, and obviously on Apple Podcast too, but at KTG Beautiful. So basically that stands for Keep the Game Beautiful, um, and then on obviously on Apple Podcast as well. And I think she's up to just over thirty episodes, and she's currently um, releasing her convention, United Soccer Coaches Convention um, series, maybe is the best way to put it. So she's I think going to be producing quite a bit of content here. In the coming days and weeks yeah definitely so check that out and then you know don't forget to follow us as well you can follow us on twitter where we we totally rock which would be at kick underscore forward uh we're working on our instagram game blake's been hard after it some pretty good videos last week uh that's at kick it forward no sorry that's at kick dot it dot forward right correct and then facebook is at kick it forward ia um Blake, that, we got let me interrupt you but we got i know you where you're going but we got our first tiktok video right it uh it doesn't really highlight all my best features 
but it definitely shows you that uh, I'm committed. I'm definitely committed. And it's all about laughs, I think, on TikTok is my <laughs> understanding. So, it, for, I mean, I still get in trouble for watching it and laughing out loud. Um, but that's at... Sharpen up, Mr. S. Yeah, at kick.it.forward on TikTok. Yeah, so check us out. We'll be uh, trying to make that a little bit more fun over the few next few weeks. And then, um, you know, just stay tuned. We'll be throwing out a few more little bits of content. I'm really excited, Blake, because our our new connection so we can bring our microphones home and work from home a little bit better. I think that's going to be sweet. We haven't tried it, but I hope so, Ben. No, we'll see. It could be a total debacle. Um, all right. Well, everybody, it's always good to, to uh, chat with you. Stay tuned. We'll definitely be having... Um, some more content coming your way. Bye-bye.